Hello, and welcome to the Confident Human Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Lexia Yesa. On this podcast, you can expect to hear from people who are comfortable with the uncomfortable. Everyone you will hear from has turned one of their vulnerabilities into a superpower. Our hope is that these stories will help you have the confidence to face your demons too. Real talk, real people, all living their lives in confidence. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's show. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to confident human Kyori Lee. She and I had a really special conversation. She is a survivor. She's all about wellness. She's all about self-healing and she really just trusts her gut. And she has really grown up a lot from having chronic illness and It's empowering to hear from someone who's gone through so many struggles like she has and come out the other side even stronger for it. So very excited for you guys to meet her. Let's jump in. The first thing that I I think that you and I chatted about briefly was one that you had Lyme. I mean, honestly, I don't know enough about Lyme, so I'd love for you to give me an education on it. I was diagnosed uh, a year and a half ago, um, but for a year before that, I was dealing with a bunch of other issues um, and we couldn't figure out what it was. So Lyme is like super unrecognized by the CDC and like a lot of Western doctors. I've even been to doctors that have told me like Lyme isn't a real thing and that I need to just go eat a cheeseburger and fries and I'll feel better. Like it was the stupidest appointment I've ever been to. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think that it's becoming more and more common because people are becoming more educated. Um, There's more doctors dedicated to it. There's a lot more naturopaths that are becoming more and more accessible for people. Like now, like some naturopaths are being covered by insurance. So people are able to go see them. I mean, I probably have been dealing with this for years before I even started to uncover the symptoms, but I just didn't know. I wasn't going to the right person to uncover it and everything. So I started with, I had gut issues like a while back, like in 2015 or 2016, I like really started getting all these gut issues. What type of gut issues, if you don't mind elaborating? Yeah. So like every meal I would eat, like I would get super bloated. I would get like all cramped up and just like these pains in my stomach. I was getting breakouts everywhere. Were these like all foods that you'd already eaten like previously and then just suddenly it was triggering it? Yeah. At that point, I was like hardcore vegan for a year. But before that, for a few years, I was like pescatarian, mainly vegetarian. So I was like eating super clean. I live a very healthy lifestyle. I work out a lot. And I was like, what's going on? And I went to this doctor that my dad was seeing at the time. And they ran a bunch of tests and they found out that I had candida pretty badly. So at that point, I went on like a huge bone broth cleanse to start. Like I did five days of just bone broth. And this is like me being a vegetarian for years at this point. I'm like, wait, you're telling me to eat meat? <laughs> it was funny though, after the five days of the bone broth cleanse, I was like craving the meat. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, crazy. I mean, collagen is good for you. So that's good. You're getting that. But 
That's so funny. I feel like you're saying a lot of the same things that I've kind of gone through, at least that section of what you just spoke about. I don't, I haven't been tested for Lyme. I don't think that I have Lyme, but I've had a lot of gut issues as well. And I had candida and I didn't even know what candida was. I just thought I had like consistent yeast infections and I just thought it was, oh, okay, just like is what it is. This is like part of me and like this is what the expectation is. Probably because I played volleyball and I wore tight spandex all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, And I, when I asked the doctor, it was like, well, maybe you should stop wearing super tight pants. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's the answer here? Like, should I just wear like a balloon dress or like? Like, what do you mean? And so it's just kind of funny how we come up with these like external ideas from Western medicine or from basically anyone who thinks that they know what you're going through. And it's all about like learning how your body kind of metabolizes things. Yeah, it's so true though. And so now I like totally ditch labels of like vegan, paleo, keto or whatever, because you have to listen to your body. But After I like did the really like strict part for the first month, I kept up a very like anti-candida diet for like seven or eight months, like no sugar, no alcohol, like no carbs, nothing. And I just like really wanted to get it out of my body. And I did. By that point, I was actually like about to move to Hawaii. I was feeling good again and health was great. Nothing wrong. I lived there for a little bit over a year. And as soon as I got back, I moved into a house in Encinitas and I noticed a musty smell when I moved in and then, but I didn't think much of it because I was like, okay, like we're right by like literally a block from the beach. Like that's pretty common with coastal homes, you know, like the person who had been living in the room before was out for like three weeks. So I was like, okay, it just needs to be aired out, you know? And I was also like younger and naive. And I was like, I'm, I'm paying such a cheap price for this room. I'm not going to ch- question anything. And then a few months went by and I started to like really get all these like different symptoms. Like I noticed some more inflammation and more stomach issues and like my energy levels were dropping. So I was like, okay, maybe it's candida again. I know exactly what to do. I won't do it as intense, but like, I'll just do a candy, the diet for a few months. And I did that and I was feeling a little bit better, but things kept starting to go worse. Like I started getting really bad anxiety and depression and then like night sweats, acne was getting a lot worse. Uh, I started gaining weight a lot and I was still working out. I was still eating really healthy, like didn't know what it was. By the way, I mean, for the listeners who have no idea what a candida diet is, I know you just said, like, obviously no alcohol, no sugar, but like, it is a lifestyle. Like, I've had to do that too, clearing your gut, but tell them a little bit about that, what that is, because I feel like you've done it for so many years of your life. Yeah, no sugar, and that's sugar even from fruit, uh, no alcohol, no carbs, grains, um, even beans I cut out for a while basically just very clean, clean protein, vegetables, leafy greens, mainly like not, not very much or any at all, like root vegetables, carrots, beets, things that are higher in sugar, even no vinegar. You have to wash your condiments. I used to make my own salad dressing and literally bring it to restaurants just so that I could eat out with people. I'm telling you right now, I did not do that. This is why I've created the confidence cause so I don't have to worry about all of those things, mainly to fight my ongoing candida struggles. But well, <laughs> well, thank God you did because it helps me like live a semi-normal life again. <laughs> totally. No, I'm with you. But 
on top of you having all of these symptoms moving into this new home, you're now doing this crazy cleanse once again and not getting the results that you want. Yeah. So I was like, okay, something's wrong. Like I need to find a doctor here. Like I didn't have a naturopath that I saw in San Diego. So I was like, okay, I need to find one. And luckily, like I had a friend who was like, oh, I, I, like my dad sees this naturopath in Del Mar and they take insurance. So I was like, all right, sign me up. I'll go. Cause I'm not paying $400 out of pocket for an hour to see a naturopath that I'm probably going to have to see once a month. So yeah, I took a chance. I went and saw this doctor and he, we did a, a bunch of blood work at first and all the labs came back and I had markers for Crohn's disease, which really freaked me out. And then there was like so much other stuff that he saw in my labs, like that my like gut wasn't doing well. Um, liver wasn't great. Kidneys. Uh, I was anemic again, just all of this stuff. And I was like, okay, crap. Like, what is this? And he, he told me, he was like, okay, I am 99% sure that this is leaky gut. And like, let's put you on this program. Let's get you these supplements. Um, we're going to avoid lectins. So lectins are in things like tomatoes, all your nightshades, tomatoes, okay. eggplant, potato. So I had to cut all that out of my diet. Oh my God. It was, it was just so much more stressful this time around. Cause I was like, okay, now you're taking even more things away from me. And, but I stuck it out. I did it. He was like, okay, like three months should be like better after that. Like that's usually how long it takes. I'm like, okay. Third month came around. I'm like, I'm getting worse. What's going on? And by this point, it was like August or September of 2018. Right after that, I was like, it's getting worse. And I don't know what's going on. He was just kind of like, all right, like, let's keep doing this. We'll run more tests. So in between that appointment and my next appointment, I was cleaning out my closet. And I pulled out a pair of my boots. It was, it was summertime. I'm obviously not wearing them. And they were my Doc Martens and they were covered in mold. And I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, like this is disgusting. Oh my God. <laughs> and you didn't even think about what it actually meant for your health. You were just like gross. No. Yeah. So I just, I got them cleaned. Didn't even think like, oh, I need to call my doctor right away or anything. And it wasn't until, until like, I told my dad a few weeks later and I was like, oh, like this happened. And he was like, you need to go to the doctor right now. Sure enough, right when I told him, his face just like his jaw dropped and he was like, okay, we're running these tests right now. I think you have mold toxicity. And in the back of my mind, I was already freaking out about Lyme disease because one of my girlfriends that I went to college with, um, like bless her heart, but she's gone through like the same trajectory as I have just like with the candida and then living in a moldy house by the beach, getting mold toxicity, and then finding out it was Lyme disease. And the whole time I'm like sitting in the doctor's office and I'm like, okay, like it's not Lyme, it's not Lyme, we're going to get this out, we're going to get this out. And after we ran the test, the funny part is the lab messed up my lab testing three times and it was prolonging like my results and everything. And so of course I was like more stressed out, but I'm actually glad that they prolonged the results because I wouldn't have known that I like, like how moldy my body was at that point because I was still living in the house and I was moving out though in February and because I got a dog and I couldn't have my dog there. And the first 
week of February is when I had my, um, my doctor's appointment to get the results back. Obviously like my heart sank during that appointment, but I was also just so happy to be out of the house at that point because I think I would just, I would have lost sleep. Like I would have been so much more stressed out if I had been still been there knowing what was going on in my body. So I moved out and, and that's the biggest thing with mold. Any kind of mold exposure is just getting out of the environment. So I got out of there luckily. And then we started the mold treatment and that consisted of a lot of high grade activated charcoal. Um, so I was taking pretty big dose of that about four times a day. It makes you feel like a zombie. Like it's just detoxing the hell out of you. That is so interesting. And you know what? It's so funny because charcoal is like totally a thing that people take just generally sometimes, especially for like just detoxification. Yeah. They pump people's stomach when they OD with charcoal when you come to the hospital too. And so you basically got a stomach pump every yeah, day. <laughs> pretty much. And it, it was tough. Like I was working full time but I kept it up for about six months. And uh, so when they test for mold also, um, just for anyone listening, it's the C4A and the C3A are what you test for, for um, inflammation, or that points to mold toxicity. So my levels were like at like 3,600, which is extremely high. And um, I had gotten them back down after that, like six months, I got them down to 1,600. So I was feeling good. I was like, it's, it's, it was still higher than we wanted it to be, but coming down like almost 50% or 60% was just, yeah, it feels so good to just be like, okay, I'm making progress, but I had to get off of that. I had to take a break from it all just to get a little bit of my life back. So I went a few months of like not taking a lot of supplements and just like going on a break from everything, obviously still keeping up with a clean diet, like healthy lifestyle and everything. Um, and then I was, I was going on vacation to Greece, so I didn't want to be super low energy. So wait, when did you actually find out when you, that you had Lyme though, after the molt? So it was that summer of last year. He he had a hunch. He was like, I think that this is moving towards Lyme disease because I would get better and then go down and I would get better and back. And for this is from, this is from the mold, right? You're like getting better from the mold and then not and yeah. then getting better. And because you weren't actually being able to maintain your own health levels, it was like, mm -hmm. all right, this must be Lyme. Yeah. Because most people, if they're, if they're exposed to mold, they can treat it within a few months like they can get back to normal and some people it doesn't even affect like my old roommates still live in that house and they have zero health issues so interesting that yeah. is crazy and it's just it's all genetics it's genes it's your immune system and everything i was also my thyroid was getting a lot worse and worse at this point and that was the biggest marker of it all i had to go on thyroid medication because I had been trying to do like the natural route for so long and it wasn't getting better. I was actually getting worse. I was going more and more towards hypo. At that point, my doctor was actually moving offices. And this, so this was in August of last year. He was moving offices. I followed him to his office down in Hillcrest and first they like wouldn't let me see 
him, even though I had already been his patient for over a year at that point. And they were like, no, you have to see the MD first and then him, like just all this stuff. And I... Just because he moved? That's so weird. It was like their their office's policy. And I like broke into tears on the phone and I was like, I'm sick. He's been helping me. We need to get this under control because like symptoms are starting to come back. And and they were like, okay, we get it. Like they put me into the appointment and... And then we were like going to run more labs just because we had it in a few months. And then we ran those labs. And like the next month when I was about to go back in for like the results and everything, he ended up going to like a private practice. So I couldn't afford that. Luckily, um, the other naturopath in the office is also extremely Lyme literate. And she's been my, my doctor since then. She just looked at all the tests again basically was continuing on his program, but then we amped it up a little bit more. We tested our my mold levels again and they were actually, they spiked back up. It was a lot. I was like, great, like here I am back at square one. And so at that point, we hadn't fully addressed the line yet, even though I'm sitting in the doctor's office and I'm like, okay, come on, like, let's get the line out of me, but you have to detox the mold before you can get to the line. Like you have to like clean out the body of the bacteria because Lyme just feeds off of it. And so at that point, like my mold levels were so high. So I started cholestriamine, which is abbreviated as CSM. It's basically like as if I was taking the activated charcoal again, but this just takes it further. And this, it was the same feeling, just like very heavy detox, like very low energy. I was super inflamed all the time. It sucks. It sucks that our treatments make us feel dead in a way. Yeah, totally. No, I completely understand. There's not very many natural treatments. There isn't much research about natural things that we can do for ourselves. So we kind of have to still rely on a lot of Western medicine at the end of the day, even if we do feel very strongly about trying alternative medicine. Yeah. And it it was hard. Like, obviously I didn't want to be on like medication or chemicals, like charcoals more basic. So I just decided I was like, okay, I'm just going to move home to my dad's for a few months and focus on my health and then see where we're at. Like we're in lockdown anyways. It doesn't even matter. So I came home and I'm so thankful I did because I really got a chance to just hone in on detoxing and getting healthy. Like I've spent the summer doing tons of detoxes with food and shakes, but I'm eating in such a different way. I'm not on a crazy strict leaky gut or candida diet anymore. I'm back to being like plant-based and eating more vegetables and eating beans and the stuff that used to make me feel really good. So that there's definitely been a huge progress, like with my gut issues and just inflammation, um, So since stopping the cholestriamine back in like June, now we've really started on the Lyme treatments. So we started in July. I started adding more supplements in. um, And then it wasn't until August I started, I got on a medication called LDN or low dose naloxone. I'm going to totally butcher that last word, but it's 
mainly used like at a normal or high dose. I think it's mainly used for like opioid addiction and, and, but at a really low dose, it's used for chronic illness, chronic fatigue, pain, energy, stuff like that. So it really helps relieve the symptoms of chronic illness, Lyme disease. And at first, like doctors just thought like, oh, this is just a band-aid for these symptoms. But now there's more research that it actually helps build your immune system and it helps protect your immune system. Um, So I've been on that since like late July and I've totally gotten my energy back. I like my inflammation has gone down a ton. I throughout this whole process, um, like in the last three years, I had gained like 25 pounds. And so I've lost about 20 pounds now from like just being on the medication and it, and I can tell it's all inflammation, which is hard. Like I grew up like with an eating disorder, body issues. I mean, like it's very common for women um, in our generation, just with the media and everything. But so it was really hard for me, like the past three years, not to get down on myself being like, oh, what is this? And it wasn't until like last year, I really kind of just surrendered. And I was like, you know what? Like my body is fighting something. My body is trying to protect me right now. And it's going to be inflamed. Like there is a war going on there. And I really just had to slow down on everything. You know, like I had to be more mindful about what I eat and how I feel in my body and what makes me feel good. Yeah. And also like you making that mental shift where you kind of like woke up and you were like, listen, like, I'm not going to be upset about these things in my life anymore. I'm this is the hand I've been dealt. And ultimately, if I make the best of it, which it seems like you have, mentally, you'll also feel better. And obviously, we can talk all about the gut-brain connection, but mentally, if you're feeling good, then like it'll also affect inflammation in your gut. Totally. Things like that. So the connection there is super real. And also, I think that's really beautifully said that our bodies are actually protecting ourselves when they're inflamed. And so why hate our bodies when they're doing something that is actually defending our livelihood? <laughs> exactly. And and it's hard to think about, like, especially just in the world we live in these days, you know, and or even like like summertime approaching and like being in a bikini. But like, I'm really thankful to have girlfriends who've gone through all of this and have Lyme disease and for them to remind me like, at the end of the day, the weight gain is the least of your worries. There are so many other people with Lyme disease who have it worse than I do. And I got lucky that I found it early on. I got lucky that I kind of fell into this doctor who was who specialized in Lyme and that I didn't even know that. And I got so lucky because there's so many people who wait five, 10 years before finding the right doctor, getting the proper diagnosis and dealing with all of these symptoms. Yeah. And you're lucky too, that you've found out about what it was. I mean, I know that there's a ton of people who have Lyme, had Lyme. And it's one of those things where even a guy friend of mine that I saw over the summer, he had this like giant bump on his elbow. He was like, oh yeah, like I had this huge red lump on my elbow. I had no idea what it was. I went to the doctor to get it drained and they were like, you have Lyme. Oh my God. Like, I have no idea how long I've had Lyme, like going through the recovery process, but it could even like manifest in something like 
that large or that crazy and you just don't even realize like, oh, my energy levels are low. Maybe I'm not eating right things. Those kinds of things versus, yeah. oh, wow, maybe there's really something wrong with me and maybe I should go get checked out. But also a uh, mold warrior. I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm I'm very, very cautious of when I'm looking for new places to live or anything with mold in it. But Lyme is essentially like a very big bacteria in your body or like my doctor once described to me as like a giant parasite. And so like parasite cleanses are a huge part of my regimen because I mean, we all have parasites, but just killing any kind of bacteria is going to lessen the line in the end. But I actually wasn't even bit by a tick. I have no recollection of ever being bit. I remember a tick like being on my inner thigh when I was a kid after we went and hiked. It's called the back bay. It's just where we would all hike. And my mom says like she got it off of me. So I wasn't bit. Um, However, like there's so much evidence that it can be passed through utero. And my mother is from Connecticut and which is the birthplace of Lyme. And she actually has a lot of autoimmune issues that she's dealt with her whole life, like lupus, hypothyroid, uh, all kinds of stuff. And lupus and all the other autoimmune issues, a lot of the times just they show up and that is Lyme. So Lyme just kind of imitates a ton of different autoimmune issues and you can get all those symptoms. And that's why there are so many misdiagnoses. And even like even earlier last year, um, one of my labs showed that I had markers for lupus. And of course I freaked out because my mom had a history with lupus and my doctor quickly was like, no, 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 don't freak out. We can reverse this. I reversed this in other patients before. It's Lyme. That's how it shows up. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. That is so fascinating. I had no idea. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, my mom used to freak out when I was a kid if I ever went outdoors because I just loved when we go camping. It was like, make sure you look for ticks, <laughs> like all of that stuff. So when I was growing up, I was like, I need to like check my whole body like all the time. Just yeah. I was just like, she like freaked me out about it. She was like, you're going to have this. And she just made it seem like it was like such a, like an unbearable disease, almost just to put the fear of God in us. But, you kind of um, need that as a kid, though. <laughs> it's true. You do. So as people who think that they might have Lyme, like experience symptoms of quite potentially could be Lyme or maybe even have other autoimmune diseases, like I guess what would you what would your advice be to them on like kind of like the proper course of action, right? So obviously you've been through it, but tell us kind of what you think that they should do. The number one thing that you can control like right off the bat is your diet and just eating clean, cleaning up your gut. That's like the biggest thing, just getting the bacteria out. Uh, um, I've been doing all summer Dr. Stephen Cabral's detox. He has a brand, he's got podcasts and everything. He's insane. He's amazing. He's a naturopath. Um, but I've been doing his detox all summer and that's helped a ton. But yeah, biggest thing is cleaning up your diet. I still see so many people that I've connected with through like Instagram or whatnot. Like I'll, I'll see their stories and I know that they have Lyme and I'm like, well, why are you going out and partying? Like, why are you like drinking a cocktail every few days? And I'm not trying to judge them. It's like, live your life, but I want you to get better. (laughs) Like I want to 
see you thrive. And if you're complaining about this or upset about this, it's like, you got to take those actions. Amen. Amen, sister. Whether it's how you feel for just a week or how you're going to feel in 50 or 60 years, like, and it's especially alcoholic. I can barely drink anymore. I'll have like maybe one hard kombucha every, like maybe once a month. I'll have one. Those are those are irresistible. So I agree. They with are. You. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, like if I'm gonna do it, I'll have one of these because I know it's not gonna kill me. But like hard alcohol or anything, I get a hangover for like four or five days now. And I'm like, I it just kills me. But diet being number one. Number two, obviously, like finding a doctor. You can find a Lyme literate doctor or you can just see a naturopath. Um, and there are resources, like I've been saying, to find naturopaths that are covered by insurance. I'm a part of multiple Facebook groups that offer support. And that's the whole reason I keep Facebook anymore is for these groups. Um, it's They've offered such a safe space for any kind of question I have. Like TMI is not even like, a thing there you know it's just it's so freeing to be able to type in a question to a group of 3,000 people and have people respond to you people be there for you and whatnot getting those blood tests you know it's it's expensive to test for Lyme it, it really is um, I've gotten lucky my naturopaths have they really work with like what my budget is like my naturopath now she does certain tests whenever I get blood work to test the patterns of like the pathogens and stuff to, to see for Lyme rather than me paying three grand out of pocket to like hygienics for a Lyme test that I'm like I, I can't pay that much money it's crazy it's to get better to feel better can be expensive yeah it's a horrible thing that's just I mean everyone's affected by it and that's why I mean, why do all of these like famous people or very like wealthy people have all these crazy diagnoses of like autoimmune diseases or anything, honestly? And it's like because they have the money and the resources to actually do the due diligence to find out if they're really, truly sick. Yeah. And that's that's the really horrible part of anyone who maybe isn't financially able to go through those steps to figure out if they're really going through something like Lyme or some autoimmune disease and they'll never know. And yeah, making it just a lot, I guess, like more accessible is something that you, even you telling your story can definitely give people permission to be able to at least try to figure out the next steps or find other people who have similar symptoms. Maybe they don't have to go through that testing process, right? Yeah. Because um, it is expensive, but at least they can be like, okay, well, I think I have this. This is what's worked for them. Here's the natural ways that I can attempt to treat it just mm -hmm. by hearing like your side of the story. Yeah. There's so many ways that you can just help to feel better, like in the process of figuring out what you have or if you're dealing with it or maybe your body's just out of whack you know like maybe you just need a little detox and to feel better because we all need those every so often but um yeah and I think like the biggest thing for me even like what when I started healing even more was just like leaning in to it and being more accepting like at first I was so ashamed I was so disgusted like Oh, I have a disease. Who's going to want to hang out with a girl who has a disease? Who's going to want to date a girl that has a disease? This and that. And I felt 
really isolated. You know, I didn't, at the beginning, like I didn't know a lot about Lyme. So it was hard for me to understand. It was hard for my family to understand, my friends to understand. But the more I leaned into it, the more I talked to people, the more I even talked about myself to others and opened up, the easier it was. The more people I saw come forward with Lyme disease, the more celebrities I saw in the spotlight coming out and saying that they have Lyme disease. It just, it normalized it. It made me feel like, yes, I have this, but like I can treat this. It's not forever. And this is mine. And it's not very well represented in the media and it's not very known to people. So I want to do my part and I want to spread awareness and make people comfortable with the subject because I wasn't. And I feel like no one should have to go through that when they get a diagnosis. No, thank you. I completely agree. And this is exactly what this platform is for. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to highlight your own experience because you really are impacting other people in that process. People might not know that they have Lyme or they do have Lyme and they're ashamed of it, just like you said that at one point you were. And look at you now. You've completely come out of that. And now you are a prime example of a person that everyone wants to look to to get inspiration in order to make those life changes similar to how you have. So bravo to you. Thank you. Well, I have one last question for you. Um, How do you define confidence? Ooh, Um, authenticity. I think like when you really lean into what makes you authentic, what makes you feel good, what lights you up, that's for me definitely like that's when my confidence shines, whether that's me talking about health and wellness, like I geek out on this stuff, but it makes me feel so good to talk about it, to share it, to learn about it. Or even if that's just like me surfing, like that's something I love. It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel powerful and like empowered at the same time. And so I think it's just finding what you love and leaning into it and making your passion more of your lifestyle. I love that. That's such a great summary. Uh, thank you. No, I'm so excited that I got to have you too. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you liked it, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Your vote of confidence goes a long way, and that's the best way to support the show. If you want more information on our guest, you can find out how to support them in our show notes. And you can go on our Instagram, Confident Human Podcast. Don't forget to join me every week for new episodes available Wednesdays on all major podcast platforms. See you next week.